Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Misty Winkler and we are talking about overwhelm. We're talking about just how to make sense of our homeschooling on the hard days. Um, and just even if it's a typical day, I mean, sometimes a typical day is always hard for some people and sometimes days just go really smoothly and they're not so hard and they can still be somewhat overwhelming because we have kids and life. And as Misty talked about, it's it's parenting. I mean, homeschool just consists of so many things. And so um, while it is a great blessing, it can also be um, really hard sometimes. And so we're here to bring encouragement to you. And uh, if you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that one. So we're going to get back into this. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor again, BJU Press Homeschool. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call, you can write this down if you want, 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. That is bjupresshomeschool.com. Well, Misty, thank you for being back with me again today. Um, you know, we talked in the first episode about you're your the Simply Convivial, uh, what is it? Simply Convivial Homeschool. Is it, what's your website again? I missed it. The, the website's Simply Convivial, and then the book okay. is The Convivial Homeschool. Yep. There we go. Okay. And we talked about what the word, the big word, the big new word to me, convivial means. <laughs> it's such a fun word. Um, did, I mean, is that a word that you use in your like everyday language? Where did this I was homeschooled. I don't know. Right. I guess so. They should have like a special homeschool dictionary for parents who homeschool their kids so they can sound really super smart like you. <laughs> See, I wasn't homeschooled. That's why I don't know the word con- convivial. <laughs> I forget where I first heard it, but as soon as I heard it, I'm like, that's what we're aiming for. Like that's yeah. the concept that I need to keep in front of my face. Yes. So when, you know, I was putting together, you know, I just had kind of a mom blog. Uh-huh kind of thing. And when I was starting a podcast and doing more things, it's like, well, I could get something that's easier to spell that people actually know what it means. And right. like, no, I, I have to really dig into this. Like convivial is what yeah. we're doing. So I'm just going to teach people the word. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad you used it because it actually did make me have to research it and figure out what it meant. And, and like I said, in the first episode, you know, friendly, lively, enjoyable, like those are the things that I want my girls to remember about our family and our homeschooling. I don't want it to be a dread for them. I don't want them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like, you know, if you heard Monday's episode, Misty had a list <laughs> of the things that she wasn't going to do. My girls may, may have a list. I don't know. I hope they don't have a list. <laughs> but if they do, one day, maybe they'll look back and go, oh yeah, now I understand, you know, why, why things unfolded the way that they did. Um, but we really do want to make our homeschool enjoyable for our kids. And I think one of the things that gets in the way of that is that as moms, I feel like we always are dealing with some sort of guilt. Like we just, ah, uh-huh. oh, it's so frustrating. I mean, we just feel like we're messing, either messing everything up or at least messing up a good portion of it, you know, because we're not teaching our kids what they need to learn or they're behind or we're not keeping up at the house or, you know, maybe we're burning dinner every night, which is what I do half the time. Good golly. Oh my goodness. The other day I made, I was going to make a meatloaf. This was the most ridiculous thing. I was going to, I have problems with meatloaf. I should not ever try to make it because I have ruined so many meatloaves, which is about the easiest thing you can make. 
But I was going to make this meatloaf and my loaf pan, I, it was, I was not able to use my loaf pan because it was doing some weird stuff. Anyway, so I looked up on Pinterest and it said that I could use my cast iron skillet. And I was like, that's a great idea. So my daughter made this delicious meatloaf recipe. And I was like, we're just going to put it in the cast iron. So I put it in the cast iron, made it all pretty. And then I way overcooked it. And it literally turned into like a giant hamburger patty. Oh. It was not good. So my gracious husband, I think, ended up eating the whole thing. <laughs> but I was like, oh, goodness, how do you mess up meatloaf? That's me. I can do that. But we live with this guilt of just feeling like we're always messing stuff up. And I, I know some of that just comes from the enemy, um, that he wants to discourage us and he wants us to feel like we're not doing it right. Um, how have you handled that? You've graduated two of your five. Um, and you know, you're, you're on this mom homeschool journey. How have you dealt with that feeling of guilt? Yeah, it, it gets so complicated because we are doing so much as moms, Mm -hmm. especially when we take on that responsibility of homeschooling. Like there was already the homemaking and the cooking and the laundry and, uh, growing babies, yeah, <laughs> like that takes energy and, right. um, you know, pretty much everything out of our body. Yeah. And on top of that, we're also going to educate our children. And, and so part of it, I think part of our feelings of discouragement or guilt or overwhelm, you know, all, various degrees and kinds of feeling bad <laughs> as yeah. moms is, um, comes from comparison, mm-hmm. uh, which we get on overdose versions with social media, um, or even just when we are looking at other people where we only see a part of their life, which is all you're seeing on social media too. And we impose um, ideals on the photo, on the person, and think, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And... Uh, so we get these expectations or standards that are not the standards that God teaches us in his word. Yeah. And it's not what we're being called to do. But we think, well, you know, cooking dinner means that every single meal is 100% homemade with organic fresh ingredients. And all the time my home is supposed to look like uh, a model home. Yeah, Joanna Gaines decorated right? it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to give my kids the exact same kind of education as, you know, the very best school. Right. And none of those are true. <laughs> and so if if those are the standards that we're measuring ourselves by, then we feel guilt because we aren't measuring up. Right. And so it's not even that we don't have guilt because we do have true guilt. And so sometimes the false guilt that we have covers over the real guilt that we have in when we're disobeying God and not right. trusting God. And if we peel away the layers of our false expectations and false standards and see, you know, actually God cares less about the floor that needs to be mopped and more about the fact that I just snapped at my kids. Mm. Or that I didn't deal with that sibling fight. I just, you know, was the bigger person <laughs> that smashed it down and stopped it yeah. <laughs> without actually parenting. Uh, you know, God's called me to parent and mother 
my kids. And that's just, you know, bringing them up in the discipline of the discipleship mm-hmm. that um, God's asking me to, that I'm never going to be able to do perfectly. Yeah. But when I actually fall short of God's standard, I can look to Christ because he has forgiveness for me and he has grace for me to keep going and his perfection covers over my imperfection. But that's not true when you look at the false standards, you know, the false expectations. No one's going to come in and whisk and make my house suddenly look like a magazine spread, like it was on HGTV. Uh, But when it comes to my guilt before my children, that's covered. And so when we start dealing with that real guilt and getting real grace to cover that and to move forward, the other stuff does just kind of fall away as we focus on what we're actually being called to do and where God's actually working in us. The, um, The calling to motherhood at all, and especially to homeschooling, is not that we're going to offer this special um, gift to God of perfectly educated children, but that he's calling us on this journey and adventure where he's going to sanctify us and our children, that he's going to use our children for our good and us for our children's good. And we're going to mess things up, but God's going to make it right. And that's the story he's telling. So that's always the thread of hope every time we mess up. Yeah. God's going to draw good out of this. The good is our sanctification, yeah. calling us to himself. Yeah. I love that so much because like we've, you know, we've talked about this many times is that he then gets all the glory in the end. Yes. yes. We get to just say, look what God did. You know, we, we don't get to pat ourselves on the back and say, you know, man, I was such an awesome homeschool mom. I was such a great wife. I was such a great homemaker. <laughs> and, and it's hard to, to get rid of all of those feelings of guilt and feeling like we're always doing it wrong. Um, But yes, if we're obeying the Lord and we're doing what he's called us to do and we're keeping our kids home and we're showing them Jesus, that is the most important thing. So good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Misty. Um, we 
we were talking in episode one about you you have a free download on your website. Yes. It's three steps to a convivial homeschool day. And so we talked about the first one and you talked about music and how you just brought your kids together and your family came together with this song by Andrew Peterson. Um, it's not Manic Monday, <laughs> a different <laughs> song, though I think Manic Monday is perfectly appropriate if it's a Monday, but whatever. Um, uh, bringing them together uh, with a song. And that could be, I mean, anything, you know, it could be a worship song. It could be instrumental. Um, I mean, if you are a mom who could sing, you could maybe <laughs> sing it out loud. That would not be me. My girls would cry <laughs> if I tried to do that or laugh. Actually, they'd probably laugh. They'd probably cry from laughter because <laughs> it would be so funny. They do make fun of the way I sing, but I make fun of the way I sing too. So anyway, um, so we talked about that and then you end your day with a song as well. What is your second step to a convivial homeschool day? It is to repeat yourself with mottos. I think as moms, we often get tired of repeating ourselves, Uh huh. Uh, but that's actually <laughs> a part of our job is to repeat ourselves. Not like in the, I guess the trick about it is repeating ourselves cheerfully instead of repeating ourselves with irritation, which becomes nagging. But there is a way to repeat ourselves that's giving our children instruction without nagging. Okay. And um, one of the ways I like to think about it is that if I have something or a few things that I say every day or all the time, that's getting stuck in their head. And when they're grownups, they're going to, like that phrase is going to jump out. I know things that my mom said, I just found coming out of my mouth when I was a mom, especially because we were around each other all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So the phrases that my mom would use, I would just, they would just come out of my mouth without me thinking. And so one of the things I've tried to do is like choose some intentional things to repeat. And it's like, what do I want in their heads? What do I want coming out of my children's mouths when they're parents? And to be intentional about those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I would love to hear some of yours. I mean, as you're thinking, as as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, you know, a couple of the things that I say to my girls all the time, I mean, since they were itty bitty is, you know, one of them is sin causes pain, but obedience brings blessings. The -hmm. other one is God created you on purpose for a purpose. And those, those two things we say on a consistent basis, because I want them to know those things. I want that always to be present in their minds. What are some of the things that you repeat to your kids over and over? Well, one of the things I repeat to myself and it ends up coming out and I put it in the book and I made it my tagline on the site is repent, rejoice, repeat. Uh huh. And, and partly that's because that is the process and like that sums up what we're supposed to be doing to me. Yeah. And it reminds me like, okay, well, if there's sin, we're going to repent of the sin. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line thing. And when we ask for, for we, you know, when we sin against one another and we ask for forgiveness and we ask forgiveness from God, that's when rejoicing happens. So rejoicing follows getting forgiveness. Yeah. And so if we need a better attitude, <laughs> like that's how we get there. And then it's going to be on repeat. It's not a once and done thing. If it, if we have to do it over again, we do it over again. Yeah. This is just what we do. So that's my personal motto, <laughs> repent, yeah. rejoice, repeat. And then, you know, on a, the lighter side, what a phrase I try to use is just leave it better than you found it. If we're, oh, yeah. 
We're not making things perfect. We're not going to get any kind of cleaning job completely done and it's not going to stay done. But if we go in, can we leave it better than we found it? So like yeah. we can say that when we get out of the car, like just bring something with you, leave it better than you found it. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just a great strategy yeah. for everyone. Now, is that um, something that your mom used to say to you when you were growing up? No. Although one of the things I remember her saying um, that came out of my mouth too was, it doesn't matter how you feel, which <laughs> kind of like sounds harsh, but sure. that's actually so helpful to say, okay, this is how I feel, right? but what's true? Yeah. Because how I feel and what's true can be totally different. So yeah. it's just like a wake up call for like, oh yeah, let's look at how I'm feeling and see if that's justified or right. what needs to happen here. And let's align how I feel with what's true. Yeah. 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 So many fun things that our kids will take with us. And I'm sure so many <laughs> negative things as well, which is a little bit scary, but hopefully they'll remember the good things. I remember my mom saying, as we were growing up, it used to drive her nuts when we would leave the lights on inside of the house <laughs> with, you know, like I'd leave my bedroom light on and there was no one in the bedroom, you know? And she would always say, you know, the outside light is cheaper than the inside light. Just open your window. <laughs> and it was so funny. And so I have found myself saying that to my girls on occasion, the outside light's cheaper than the inside light. I'm like, oh, there's my mom. <laughs> but it's wise. I mean, it was a smart thing to yep. say. It really is. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and scripture too. I mean, just, yes. there's yes. no better motto than that is, you know, our kids memorizing the word of God and mm -hmm. just that being on the tips of their tongues all of the time. And it doesn't have to be everything they've memorized, but just knowing that, you know, when there's hard times or there's trials or there's disappointment or there's heartache, whatever it is that they're going through, being able to just turn to, oh yeah, I remember this verse that we learned together as a family and recalling scripture over and over again. And, uh -huh. you know, I know for myself, like that's just been a huge part of my um, walk with the Lord and just strengthening, um, my walk with him and just re reminding myself, he is faithful. He's faithful. His word says that he is. I know it. I've memorized it. And just praying that the Lord will continue to bring those things back into our minds because that's what we need um, yeah. you know, to, for the encouragement. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially as we've talked about when we go through those times of feeling completely overwhelmed and just depleted of everything yeah. is just going to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, what do you have for me today? Um, so mm -hmm. that's so great. Well, we're out of time, but we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about uh, overwhelm. We're going to talk about just making sense of our, you know, hard days um, of homeschooling. And um, Misty, I'm thankful for you and for uh, the encouragement that you're bringing. Tell us again where people can find out more about you. Yep. My website is simplyconvivial.com and I have articles there and the Simply Convivial podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts and a YouTube channel. Awesome. Where, um, what is your podcast about? Is it just about homeschooling or family life? What is it about? So Simply Convivial, the podcast is about both homeschooling and like life and home management. So like routines and cleaning and, uh, not being frustrated and overwhelmed when there's yeah. just so much to do and how to handle the fact that there is just actually too much to do and not yeah. enough time to do it all. How do you, how do we work with that? Sure. That's what it's about. Sure. Maybe, maybe like you, like I said, for those of you who are watching this on video on YouTube, maybe she'll teach you how to make one of those cool little charts that's next to her. 
with all her really cool little post-it notes. <laughs> I bet she talks about that on her podcast. When does your podcast air? Uh, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Okay. Every Thursday. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's great. We will put a link to that in the show notes as well. And then your book is called The Convivial Homeschool. Yes. Gospel and- encouragement for keeping your sanity while living and learning alongside your kids. I love it. What a fun title. That's so much fun. All right. We will link all those things. And again, if you guys have not yet signed up, maybe you heard on Monday, I talked about the Homegrown Generation Family Expo, and you've not signed up, go sign up for it. It's live, it's interactive, and it's a ton of fun. Homegrowngeneration.com. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.